Welcome to Women Aging Awesomely. It's a podcast that is the perfect space to empower women to say goodbye, good riddance, and even bye Felicia to the mischief of menopause. Here, we banish the mindset of it sucks to get old and turn our menopausal midlife woes into wins. I'm your host, Stephanie Fowler, certified in women's wellness and yoga, educator and creator of Women Aging Awesomely. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Women Aging Awesomely, or good afternoon or good evening whenever you are listening to this. I love being able to say that sentence though and welcome people in to my podcast because it's just been so much fun to, you know, plan these topics based on what women are saying they need, um, do a little bit of research make an outline. It has just been so much fun. So um, I really appreciate everybody tuning in because um, it's just fun to do. And I like to know that people are benefiting from my podcast. So speaking of this podcast, it is brought to us today by my monthly membership for yoga and wellness. Just melt stress away and feel wonderfully relaxed with my restorative classes inside of the membership. And you can also build your strength and stamina with our wellness workouts. They are quick express 30-minute workouts that include light weightlifting, maybe a little bit of light or moderate intensity interval training. Um, Instead of calling it HIT for high intensity, I call it MIT or LIT (laughs) for moderate or light. And um, I also have some moving around yoga classes. So All of that is with the beginner in mind. So if you are wanting to kind of, you know, rev up your energy a little bit, um, have a good community of women that are like-minded in this midlife time frame of our lives and just getting some energy, some stamina, um, building our bone strength and bone health and all of those things, then join us for the monthly membership. There is a link in the bio to click to get more information and I hope to see you in that community. So also this particular episode today is about making our menopause a more positive experience and five different ways that you can do that. So if you are thinking right now, holy moly, I know some people that need to hear this. (laughs) Maybe you've got a neighbor down the street or one of your best friends from high school still that you keep in touch with, or maybe a cousin um, that is in this menopause timeframe, then please uh, click the, the share button so that you can copy this episode link and text it to them or send it to them in a message um, or even just post this on your Facebook page. I would love for you to do that because it gets more people to uh, find the podcast and these topics really might be of benefit for uh, women in our time frame, uh, our age range that need to, to hear these things. So let's go ahead and get on with the show. All right, let's go ahead and dive in to five inexpensive, maybe even free, 
ways to help your menopause experience be a positive one. So first off, I do want to mention that menopause is definitely a transitional time frame. I mean, think back to when we were going through adolescence, right? Um, we were getting our periods starting. We were getting the hormones all into our bodies and so forth and so on. We were getting taller. Um, our bodies were filling out, just all of those things. And so menopause is where, of course, our periods are leaving our bodies and hormones and so forth. So we definitely have this transition happening. And I just want to mention that we are not alone because doing my little Googling and getting some statistics up for us in the United States alone, and I know I've got listeners from um uh, all over the world, which is so cool. I have listeners in 10 different countries as according to my analytics. That's kind of a cool, exciting thing for me. But just looking at the United States, 1.3 million women reach menopause annually. So of course, that number is a lot higher globally, but just in the United States alone, 1.3 million annually each year. And um, out of that 1.3 million about 20% will experience some type of depression, um, most likely because of the symptoms. So that's roughly about 240,000 women each year going through menopause would experience some type of depression, whether it's short-term, long-term, you know, whatever. Um, and I want that number so badly to go down to 0%. And of course, I know that that is probably not going to happen, but I want to give some ways for us when we start to feel a little bit down. These are ways that we can lift our spirits and our energy and all of those things. So definitely um, attitude is a thing. And I am not about toxic positivity. I've always been strong against good vibes only because that's just not realistic. And it's false uh, sense of security, false sense of happiness and all of that because um, not all of life is a, a happy thing, right? Um, we know that. But I do think that the attitude that you go forth with something makes a big difference. And so in terms of menopause, um, just have a good positive attitude about it as opposed to a negative one because of all that we have heard from years gone by of old, you know women that were older than us like our moms or our aunts or um, you know co-workers that were older or things that we've read in books or magazines or just in our culture in general right um, even you know those those infomercials about new medications for hormone and so forth so just um, having a better mindset about it a positive mindset can have a tremendous impact on the experience of menopause. It might change your choice of behaviors. Um, and really, honestly, there are studies that bear that out, um, specifically about menopause, um, as opposed to just, you know, in general. But negative beliefs that are held prior to menopause can be predictive of having a, a more difficult experience with it. Um, studies were shown that 
if you have negative thoughts about hot flashes, and I mentioned hot flashes specifically because I know I had them, then it, it bears to stand um, that they might be more intense. So just um, having a nice positive mindset about this, maybe thinking about, hey, it's the end of my periods, you know, that's, that's a good thing, right? Um, so, so that's a good way to look at it, just having a positive mindset. Um, it's really uh, here for us to have a time of choice um, and a, a, a sense of freedom because we aren't going to have those periods anymore. I have a friend of mine that's a yoga teacher. Um, yoga teachers tend to, to migrate toward other yoga teachers and, you know, groups and organizations and so forth. And I have this wonderful friend that I have met um, uh, virtually. Her name is Kathy Stricker. And with her focus with yoga, it's all about the cyclical nature of the moon and syncing it with cycles, uh, women's menstrual cycles. And so I had her come in to interview on my Facebook group, which is free, by the way. It's the same name as my podcast, Women Aging Awesomely. The link for it is in the show notes of this episode. And um, I asked her to speak about menopause and the cycle of the moon, because with menopause, we don't have the periods anymore to sync up to it. And um, did that matter? You know, um, what could she tell us about that? What what could she um, enlighten us on? And, you know, she said, hey, it's even easier. And we all know about full moon energy, right? There are studies that say that um, uh, in the maternity wards of hospitals, they have an increase in labor and delivery of babies and so forth. So, and I'm a teacher, a veteran teacher of 30 years in schools, and I can for sure tell you there is something about full moon energy. But that also means that there is um, energy with other cycles of the moon. And so she talks about that it's really easy for women to sync with the moon's energy if we're in menopause because we don't have to worry about our cycle being a little bit off from the, the moon energy. And moon energy is very feminine, by the way. So it just is a, a really cool thing. It's kind of like the sense of freedom. We we no longer have periods. Um, we can follow the moon's energy a little bit better. Um, and so, I don't know, that's a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there, but I just wanted to throw that out um, as we get started with our five ways to um, have a better experience with menopause. So kind of leading into the first one here, with our positive mindset that I would love for you to adopt if you are having trouble with menopause or you haven't reached it, but you are kind of in that perimenopausal state and you're worried about it, don't be. Um, the first tip here is to watch your thoughts. Definitely, there is growing evidence that the absence of positive thoughts has a greater negative impact on our health and our well-being than does the presence of negative thoughts. Um, one way to cultivate positive thoughts and to foster them and emotions in general is to keep an appreciation journal. Now, I say this because it's not just for menopause, it's for your well-being in general. I'm a wellness coach. I'm certified in uh, helping women with wellness. And I do think that finding time to jot down um, things that you're appreciative of, 
that you have gratitude toward really does help. And, you know, there's lots of studies on that. Um, you can grab a notebook at the grocery store. They've got cute notebooks in the grocery store school supply aisle these days. You don't have to go to a fancy uh, stationery store or um, a larger store or order one offline even. Just next time you're at the store, pick one up and have it by your uh, bedside. Maybe that's what you do when you wake up in the morning, or maybe you go to your favorite little chair to sit in or out on your patio if the weather is nice, and just reflect on um, things that are going well or things that you have gratitude for. Like, um, I was very grateful for seeing our daffodils spring up um, earlier this week. It's just, you know, brought a smile to my face, actually. It's like, yes, one more... Um, signal that spring is near, you know? So, um, so just definitely watch your thoughts. Um, the next one, and see, that's a free tip, right? Watch your thoughts, be present with them, be, be mindful of what you are thinking. Um, the next tip is to laugh it up. Seriously, laughter, um, automatically brings a positive mindset. Laughter is positive and it can stimulate a lot of things such as um, our immune system. Studies do show seriously that it helps with um, our heart health and it enhances our learning and our short-term memory. No joke about that. It helps us um, relieve stress that's in our lives or it helps us when stress comes in. Um, it is just a wonderful way to enhance our overall mood, our energy, and obviously that would be helping with menopause as well. Um, in fact, a study out of, um, I think it's pronounced Lorna Lena University out in California, they did a study to find out if humor could deliver more than just, you know, a good laugh, right? Comic relief. And um, the study looked at older adults that were in their 60s and 70s. So I know I'm not quite there yet. I'm 53. Those of you that listen to this podcast, I actually know several of you are a little bit younger. Um, some A good portion are in your 40s and your 50s and 60s. So this age range is a little bit um, older than us that mainly listen to this podcast, but it still proves a point. Uh, this study was measuring stress levels and short-term memory by using laughter. So one uh, control group was over in one room, and they were just asked to sit silently. They were asked to just, you know, not talk, not read, not use cell phones, nothing. Just just sit quietly. Um, I guess be with their thoughts, so to speak. <laughs> and then the other group got to watch a bunch of funny videos. I mean, I'm kind of thinking of like that America's Funniest Videos show that used to be on a long time ago. Um, so they were watching all kinds of things that made them laugh. So after about 20 minutes, then uh, they were given um, a short-term memory test. Uh, samples were taken of their saliva, I guess, to look at hormones or something, um, stress hormones and so forth, cortisol. Anyway, um, both groups did perform better because they had a break from doing things. One group got to laugh. The other group got to just kind of sit quietly. Um, but the group that got to watch the funny videos performed a whole lot better when it came to short-term memory recall. Um, I think that's awesome. So yeah, laughter is is good. And if you think about it, as we age, um, our 
we get forgetful. I mean, my goodness, I will literally be holding my cell phone while looking for my cell phone. Can I get an amen out there? <laughs> that really does happen. So um, yes, I need to laugh more so I don't do that anymore. Um, one time I, my phone was in my back pocket and I was going all over the house retracing my steps. And what happened was I somehow put it in my right back pocket and I'm left-handed. And so that's normally if I put it in my back pocket, it'll be my left back pocket. But for whatever reason, it was in my right back pocket. And I swear to you, I cannot find it for 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I was even sitting down and I didn't notice it. Oh my goodness. But anyway, that's an interesting study. So yes, uh, other studies, they show that laughter has lots of benefits, including, including calorie burn. Yes, you can burn a whopping 40 calories from laughing just 10 minutes a day or up to you know, like 10 to 15 minutes a day. So yes, a sense of humor can burn calories. And again, like I said, it helps with heart disease. It just uplifts your mood, you know, yada, yada, lowers your stress, just all of those things. So um, Find something fun to laugh at, whether it's with friends that you're catching up with on Zoom or as we start, you know, getting out and about more after, you know, the COVID rush of 2020, um, things are looking better with that. So hopefully, um, you know, we can get in with more people and, and just laugh it up, right? So moving into our next tip, this is tip number three, make time for yourself. Yeah, I said it, and I'm going to say it again. Make time for yourself. If you need to plan it into your planner, I want you to do that. Um, we are women. It is ingrained in our DNA from thousands of years ago that we need to do for others. We need to nurture. We need to take care of everybody else but ourselves. And I know in our age range, we've got aging parents, um, I am a caregiver still for my dad, and um, I, I even had a health nurse that was coming to help with a, a leg wound that he had. He had an open sore that would not heal at one point, and you know she pulled me out onto the front porch um, where he couldn't hear. Of course, he he can't hear very well anyway, even with his hearing aids. But you know she just pulled me out there and she looked me straight in the eye and she said, you have got to start saying no. Set a boundary with him because my dad is demanding. And uh, you know, he can't do a lot for himself. And so that kind of gives him a sense of control, you know, to, to ask me to do all these things. And I'm saying ask, he really wasn't asking. <laughs> but she noticed all of that. And so one day she just pulled me out and just said, look, you know, you got to say no. Um, but yes, so make time for yourself. Um, a lot of us have adult children. Um, you know, we've got spouses or just um, maybe we have other obligations at work that are maybe extra that we don't need to do, especially if we're still working from home with all of this COVID stuff. We might find it, uh, find it hard rather to shut down the computer at a certain time and leave work. I know that because it's real with me. I've recognized it in myself. And so I am telling you, make time for yourself. I have learned to do that with 2020. So 2021, I've, I've turned a little page in that planner. You know, I've got my 2021 and I really do make time for myself. So yes, plan to eat better, plan to exercise better, plan to incorporate relaxation techniques. If, <clears throat> excuse me, if you need help with that, 
then by all means, go to my show notes and click um, to set up a complimentary strategy session so I can kind of help you see what I do as a wellness coach. Um, It is complimentary. And if you feel like you really do need some help, just kind of sifting through what you need to do to make time for yourself. Um, Like I said, to incorporate exercise, um, well-being with your eating, um, making time to relax, carving out time, all of the things that you might need to bring about wellness for yourself and time for yourself. That's what I do as a wellness coach. So feel free to uh, set up a time for me and we can chat and see if um, that would be a good fit for you at this time of your life. Um, But yes, doing that, making time for yourself helps move you out of all of that stress response of gotta do, gotta do, go, 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 be, 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 all the things for all the people. And um, and that can be harmful for you because you're just always in this uh, go mode. And so it's good for you to take time for yourself and, and care for yourself. We all know that saying of put your own oxygen mask on first before you put the mask on the people around you. And, and that is true. It is true. I know it's hard to do. I do know that because we are women and that's we just always do for others, as I've already mentioned. So even if you just try out 10 minutes a day, start small, just 10 minutes a day, it can really change your life. Now, if you still have young kids around, because I know, you know, some of us have um, kids when we're older. So if you need to, you know, go to the bathroom and lock the door, (laughs) mommy's got to go to the bathroom. I understand that. Do that. You know, just put the lid down on the toilet seat, maybe get a towel over there to make it a little bit more comfy and just chill out or just settle into the um, bathtub, light a candle and just have that time for yourself. Um, It is so empowering to do that because it kind of allows you to see what maybe some triggers are for you as you just kind of decompress from the day. And little by little, you can change your lifestyle because that is a lifestyle change when you allow yourself to have more time for yourself. Also, I just want to put another plug in for my monthly membership. We have beautiful, relaxing yoga four times a month. And I always record those. So just in case you can't make it live, they are inside of the membership group um, for you to enjoy for a week at a time before I put the next batch in there. All right. So next up, our fourth tip. Again, all of these are free. They're free things you can do. Um, Stay connected. So stay connected with your friends. And I know with 2020 just, you know, finishing up, it is more important than ever to find ways to stay connected. Um, Again, if if that's still a thing where you aren't getting out too terribly much because maybe you are medically fragile, uh, I still am. I'm still recovering um, from my hysterectomy and major surgeries. It's a full year to recover. So I'm still what you would, you know, quote unquote, call um, susceptible to Um, my immune system isn't quite totally healed yet from my body healing. So I'm a little bit more mindful of that these days, but I still stay connected with Zoom calls, with FaceTiming, um, and still meeting up with people, but just, you know, maintaining a little bit of distance. Um, so yes, 
stay connected. And if you are able to keep in touch with other people physically, then by all means do that. But even just on the phone, even uh, like I said, on Zoom calls, um, Messenger, FaceTime, whatever, stay connected. Social support is so key to your health because we are social beings. And social media can be a good thing, um, but it can also be something you might need to check who is in your feed, you know, what, what kind of stuff are they sharing? You might need to, um, I think it's called silencing people for like a month at a time or something. Uh, I don't think it's called silencing, but just um, letting them disappear off of your feed for a while. So definitely make sure if part of staying connected is that you're on social media, scrolling through, make sure that you watch how much time you do that, but also make sure that what you're looking at in your feed is filling you with, um, um, positive things as opposed to feeding your negativity. Okay. Um, we need each other. I love the idea of women empowering each other. And, um, and that's important friends with the rich life experience, um, make, you know, for a better connection, um, and support system too, because we need to support each other in this time of our lives. All right. Our fifth way that we can help our menopause be a more positive experience is um, to definitely stay present, stay in the moment. So um, be mindful, be aware, be present of this time in your life. Instead of thinking about the future and, oh my gosh, what is menopause going to be like? Or what about what after menopause? I always hear that, you know, you you lose bone mass and, you know, oh, we're just achy joints. Oh my gosh, it's just going to be horrible to get old. Don't do that. First of all, you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet, right? So I want you to um, not worry about the future. In fact, I've got a podcast from just a couple of weeks ago where that was the focus of the entire podcast. Wait to worry because it hasn't even happened yet. Stay in the present moment, okay? Um, So be mindful about where your thoughts are. Stay in the present. And that practice from, from, um, from not worrying about the future not dwelling on the past, because sometimes we think about, oh, how great it used to be. And so you kind of feel down on yourself for your body changing. Don't do that. Stay mindful. Stay in the present. Focus on what you can do. Focus on that next thing you can do. Focus on these five tips (laughs) that we have shared. So definitely by combining all of these things, the positive thoughts, a healthier lifestyle, relaxation techniques, laughter, um, staying connected with with our um, friends, all of those can help you change that menopause experience. All right. So let's go back over very quickly and briefly our five ways that you can uh, transform your menopause experience into a more positive experience. The first one was to watch your thoughts not be so negative about it, not not um, fall into the negativity that it quote unquote brings because it doesn't have to be negative. Um, make sure that you laugh, 
If you know of anything that brings you joy, I like watching funny TikTok videos um, on TikTok. I make sure I don't do that too often because it can totally uh, suck you into it. But there are a few accounts that are so funny that I follow. Maybe pick up an old Netflix show and maybe even walk in place, get some uh, uh, movement going as you're watching them and laugh. I love Schitt's Creek. I'm enjoying that here and there. Second time through now, I'm in season four. So definitely laugh. Our third one to do is to, our third tip to help make menopause a better experience is to make time for yourself. Please do that. I'm working with one client one-to-one right now who um, um, was needing help in that area because she was doing all the things, at, you know, chores, um, raising the kids, uh, Uh, helping, you know, just do all the things for work. Um, She's working from home. So that carried off into nighttime, 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 further and further. Um, And so we just made a little plan for herself to incorporate more time. And and she was uh, starting to see success with that. So that's great. Um, Our fourth one, stay connected and with friends. And then our fifth one, stay present. Stay in the positive present moment. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, As always, please like this podcast, subscribe to it, save it, whatever your platform um, for listening to podcasts has you do so you can keep up with these episodes. And if you happen to be on Apple specifically, because I know Apple allows you to leave reviews, it would be ever so helpful. And I would be ever so grateful if you would leave a review of my podcast, just a quick little sentence, a little five-star review would be wonderful. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. Please share this with somebody you feel might need to hear this um, idea of five free, inexpensive ways to bring about a more positive experience with menopause. All right, until next week, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you back next Thursday.